This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As we continue talking about the big story of the day, the government announcing no-fault auto insurance for British Columbia. So in most cases, in an auto accident... You would not be allowed to hire a lawyer and sue ICBC in court to try and get more money. Some limited exceptions there. So if there's an accident involving criminal behavior by an at-fault driver, notably drunk driving or dangerous driving, you would still have access to the courts. Hire a lawyer and go to court. All the other cases, though, are most of them. Another exception would be if uh, there's negligence in a car design. So if a car malfunctions and it's the fault of an auto body shop, you could still sue then. But otherwise, the lawyers get cut out of the mix here. And the government says it's going to save you a lot of money. They will reduce your ICBC premiums by an average of 20% next year. Your rate hike this year, 0%. They say ICBC rates frozen this year, down 20% next year. Almost sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? But that's what the government is selling you today. Let's talk more about it now with a couple of great guests on our panel. Aaron Sutherland in studio. He is the Vice President Pacific for the Insurance Bureau of Canada, representing the private insurance companies. Aaron, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me today. Also in the studio is David Black. He's the president of the Move Up Union. They represent uh, workers at ICBC. David, thank you for coming in. Thanks very much for having me, Mike. Thanks, guys. Aaron, let me go to you first. You represent the private insurance companies here in Canada. What do you think about no fault? Do you guys like it, not like it? What's your thoughts? Well, I think just at a high level, no fault doesn't mean no choice. Uh, so if you look across Canada, uh, we have three provinces that have no fault auto insurance, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Quebec. Uh, and when you What look about at the, Ontario? Don't they have it too? Uh, they have a sort of hybrid model. Uh, but yeah. if you want to talk more pure no fault, uh, and if you look at the price drivers are paying, they're paying by far less in Quebec than anywhere else in this country. And in Quebec, no fault is delivered by government, but the insurance for your car itself is delivered by the private sector. Drivers can shop around to make sure they're getting the best deal possible. Uh, There's no reason we shouldn't have that here in BC as well. So you would still campaign for private insurance options here in BC, even with no fault insurance? Well, I think government just announced last week that the public's lost trust in their Crown Auto Insurer. Uh, and I think given that, it only makes sense that perhaps we need to start looking outside of ICBC, inviting other insurers here into this province uh, to give us a choice and to make sure we're getting the best bang for our buck. David Block, he's the president of the union at ICBC. David, what do you think of No Fault? Well, I think that there's a, a lot of things that have to come out from this. For us, we're concerned about uh, how the motoring public's going to be uh, impacted by this. Uh, certainly, uh, like everybody else in BC, I've been hearing that people feel like they've been paying too much for their auto insurance. Uh, and so this seems to uh, be a path to give uh, motorists relief on that. That's a good thing. Uh, but we want to make sure that those services that are promised are actually delivered. We want to make sure that our members, who are the people that will be delivering those services, have the resources to do that properly so that the, the public and the motoring public don't feel left out after this is implemented. Do you think, okay, those are some interesting points, David. When you talk about your, your concerns for um, on the impact of the motoring public, what are your specific concerns there? Well, people are uh, want to make sure that a couple of things happen when they're involved in a car accident. One, they want to make sure their car gets fixed properly. Uh, and so we want to make sure that, uh, that ICBC is making sure that that happens. But if someone is unfortunate enough to be injured in a crash, we want to make sure that they're, uh, they've got the care that they need. Uh, the announcement this morning seemed to talk about uh, enormously increased levels of care. 
uh, for people injured in car accidents. So uh, that's a good thing. But we have to make sure that ICBC is actually uh, uh, able to, lo- to deliver on that promise. Making sure that they are able to deliver on that promise means that they have properly trained staff, that they have enough staff, and that uh, people get the services that, that they uh, have paid for when they need them. Oh, you mean they might have to hire more staff at ICBC uh, to deliver I, all this? I think that's premature at this point, but uh, uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on that, of course, because I think part of the problem uh, that's gone here and why some of the people have uh, lost, or a lot of the people have lost trust in ICBC is when they've had an accident, they can't get an adjuster on the phone. And that's because there hasn't been enough of them for a long time. So uh, we want to make sure that uh, if someone's injured in a car accident and they're entitled to benefits, there's someone there to deliver those benefits for them. Okay. And that hasn't always been the case in the past. Aaron Sutherland, you represent the private insurance companies. You just heard the, the president of the union over there at ICBC saying maybe they're going to need more staff. Don't they got enough staff over there at ICBC? Well, look, I, I think if, if the customers are feeling underserved uh, by ICBC, I think the best thing we can do is give them a choice. Let them shop around. If they don't like the quality of service that ICBC is delivering, whether it's under the current model uh, or under a future no-fault, let's give them a choice. Let's let them take their business elsewhere, see, you know, see if there's another insurer that can come to British Columbia uh, and provide the same level of coverage for less. Do you, what do you think about the, the overall announcement here that sounds like you heard David Eby at some po- a couple of points today saying it almost sounds too good to be true. And it, it almost does, because when you talk about we are going to massively increase the coverage and care for people who are injured in auto accidents up to seven and a half million dollars. And at the same time, we're going to cut your insurance rates by 20 percent. I don't know. Does the math make sense to you, or is this pie in the sky stuff, or does it, or does it add up? So, Aaron? yeah. So I, I think you know the, the proof will be in the pudding, and that's what we really going to have to wait and see. Um, you know, we want to make sure that from a cost perspective, we haven't just shifted from you know the current challenges and the legal cost to suddenly just just you know upping accident benefits to such a degree uh, that you know we don't see prices ultimately come down. And it sounds like it's going to take a while till we see those those ultimate price savings. Uh, we want to make sure customers are getting the best coverage possible, getting those benefits to make sure that they're, you know, we're able to recover and recover fully following auto accidents. But we also want to make sure that auto insurance is affordable over the longer term. And and I think while today's announcement uh, sounds really good, perhaps too good to believe, uh, it's going to be some time uh, before we ultimately see those savings or see if those savings are going to last over the long term and and not simply until the next election. Okay, David Black, uh, Aaron has said a couple of times that he thinks that British Columbians deserve more choice in auto insurance. He'd like to see more private sector involvement in auto insurance and ICBC compete against private insurance companies for basic auto insurance. What do you say to that? Well, uh, right now, British Columbians can choose private auto insurance and their optional insurance coverage. And most British Columbians find that that's not going to save the money. Or, or I just got a tweet from a guy who told, uh, who was told that his broker said no one will insure him. So uh, I don't think that's going to change into this model. The, the model that Darren's talking about in Quebec, where uh, uh, private auto insurers look after the car, basically. Uh, if people wanted to buy their collision coverage and their comprehensive coverage from or ex- any uh, third-party liability, they can do that today. So I don't think that that's going to change in this. So we do have competition now. Uh, I think that the uh, 
the idea about universal comprehensive uh, uh, coverage from dollar one for most people means that we don't have uninsured drivers on the road. Uh, we've got uh, uh, um, an agency that's able to uh, uh, look after road safety initiatives for the for uh, in the interest of the. Uh, yeah. the driving public and we don't want to lose that at the same time uh, we have competition now we, we, that should be allowed to continue Aaron no, I'm, I'm glad to hear you agree there should be competition in optional auto insurance uh, because unfortunately currently other than ICBC no company has the tools they need uh, to be able to come here uh, and provide it and give drivers a choice ICBC controls all of the data on auto insurance in this province they controls they control all of your records with regards to your, your driving history your claims your infractions those are key pieces of information that companies need to know if you're a good driver, if you're a bad driver, and how they should price your product. And unfortunately, ICBC's refusal uh, to share that information means other companies simply aren't coming, aren't able to come here to give drivers a choice that they do, they they so rightfully deserve. What do you say to that, David? Well, I'd come back to Aaron's earlier point: is that the driving public. What they want is they want to get make sure that they're insured properly at the lowest possible price. So yes, ICBC could collect this information and then share people's essentially private personal information with uh, private companies. But there's a cost to that, and there's a, a cost to uh, having that all uh, shared with the private auto insurers, and that's going to drive up everybody's insurance. Okay, what guys. we know is that yeah. where there's public auto insurance it's cheaper than the private options that are available. So uh, if people want to choose to pay extra for that choice, they have that choice now, and I don't think that should change. Okay, I'll, I'll probably Aaron's dying to respond today. We got our ICBC panel assembled. Aaron Sutherland, he represents the private insurance companies. David Block, he's the president of the union at ICBC. Your calls to them, 604-280-9898 is the number, star 9898 on your cell. Noah in North Van, hi. Hey, how's it going? So I just want to call out that guy that's supporting the ICBC on the fact that you're paying more for private insurance. I literally just renewed my insurance and switched to private because ICBC wanted to charge me $1,600 a year for my collision and the private, all the, all everything that's involved in that, that optional side. Um, I decided to go with Bel Air and I'm not afraid to say their name because I recommend anybody to go with them. Um, they make you use an app. But I pay $900 for the exact same coverage wow. on an annual basis. And I don't understand how ICBC is able to charge $700 more for the exact same coverage that someone else is able to charge 900 for. David, what do you say sickening. to him? Yeah, so, so uh, some people will save money with uh, uh, private insurance. That's why they do have a segment of the current market. Uh, I'm not sure uh, about the apples to apples comparison that Noah's talking about, but good for you, Noah, for shopping around and get that. I don't begrudge anyone shopping around. Insurance is a lot of money. And if, uh, if uh, some people uh, think they can save some more money, then they should go ahead and do that. But for the, the vast majority of British Columbians, uh, they would not be saving money uh, through private insurance. Otherwise, people would be well, doing it already. And, uh, and getting rid of ICBC would just make that problem worse. Well, of course, uh, private insurance can only compete on the optional in- insurance side. What about the basic insurance product that everyone's legally required to buy? Do you think ICBC should compete against private companies for basic auto insurance? No, and I talked a little bit earlier about why uh, why I don't think that's a good idea because there's a lot of things that uh, ICBC can do as the universal compulsory insurer in, in BC that uh, private insurers can't do. For instance, we know uh, that CEOs of private insurance companies in Alberta are saying that up to 40% of drivers are driving around without insurance. That just doesn't happen in BC. Almost everybody has got 
insurance because of that public model. So yeah. you have to be careful about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think that the balance that we have now where people can compete and shop around on their optional insurance, yeah. meanwhile, making sure that everybody, uh, if someone hits you, you, you can be relatively assured that they've got some insurance. Aaron, what do you say to all that? Uh, one, I think to suggest that in other provinces you can't get coverage is just frankly incorrect and to suggest you can't get mandatory coverage uh, is just outright wrong. In every province in this country, you must purchase auto insurance and regardless who sells it to you, it must be sold. And where the private sector competes, government mandates that they sell it to one and all. And so the, the CEO you're okay. referring to is not the CEO of an insurance company. He's the CEO of a broker. Um, there's a big difference there. And two, just with regards to, to Noah's comments, I, I think it's great that he's able to shop around to find those savings and that he could do it on an app because that speaks to a big failure of ICBC's monopoly is their inability to innovate, to find efficiencies, and to find savings for their customers. Okay. Uh, Bel Air does it on an app. ICBC still can't figure out how to sell insurance online. Let's go to John in Richmond. Hey, John. Hey there. You know, I think ICBC is a monopoly that Christopher Columbus didn't set sail in Mayflower for to get dictated to. But the point I'm going to make here, I got a 350cc street legal motorcycle for trail riding. I pay ICBC the best discounted liability price of 550. You got a buddy in Bellingham has the exact same bike. He pays $65 a year for full coverage. His private insurance company takes into account its recreational vehicle. It's used part time. It's not used on the interstate for commuting. Blah blah blah. But ICBC charges me. Full pop for everything I own, including the RV and the other high-performance street motorcycle. I can only ride or drive one thing at a time. ICBC has no competition, and that's why they get away with this. Okay. We okay. need competition. David, Thank you. David Block, what do you say to him? Well, you get into a real quagmire when you start comparing across jurisdictions. Uh, but I want to go back to... Uh, Aaron's earlier comment about ICBC not innovating enough. I, I would agree with him, actually. Uh, I think that there's a lot more that ICBC could do uh, to serve the, the public, the motoring public, and the customers who pay their insurance. And I would encourage ICBC to, to he- listen to the public, listen to the customers, and do that. What do you think would be job, job one if they're going to innovate? What would you do? Well, I, I watched the press conference from the Premier and the Minister of the, the Attorney General this morning, and I think that the first thing is trust. Uh, they, they promised some things this morning. And I think it's important that they follow through and that British Columbians see that they're delivering on that promise, both in terms of uh, lower insurance rates and in terms of better services. Okay. So uh, that's that's the first thing. you gotta, you got to uh, not just say things. you okay. got to do what you say. Let's squeeze in one more call. David in Vancouver. Hi. Oh, hi, Mike. Yeah, I, I completely disagree with the no fault uh, uh, insurance. I, I, I think you're just going to you know let the fox guard in the hands out. And, and, and ICBC, I've dealt with ICBC in the, in the past. My accident was actually wanted to be pushed, pushed aside by only $14,000. And I knew that I'm going to go for surgery. ICBC insists that's the only thing that they're going to give me. At the end of my settlement, there was $136,000. So go okay. figure. Whoever, you know, all those people phone in and agree to this, yeah. they have not dealt with ICBC yet. They do okay. not know what these people are like. David, thanks for the call. We just got 30 seconds left, sadly, Aaron. But, you know, I guess, like you said, the proof will be in the pudding here. The ICBC making some big promises today. We'll see if they can deliver. Yeah, I agree. And I I do think there's something to be said that having just last week week announced and acknowledged that the public has lost trust and faith in ICBC. Today, government eliminated anyone's ability to seek legal recourse uh, when they disagree with ICBC's decisions with regards to their their recovery process. Um, I, I think that should be concerning for everyone. Guys, thanks to both of you for coming in. I appreciate it. That's Aaron Sutherland, Insurance Bureau of Canada. 
David Black. He's the president of Move Up. That is the union at ICB 